hey, welcome to Losing the Faith. If this is your first time listening, thanks for listening. Just so you know what you're getting into for the next hour, this is a San Diego Padres baseball podcast. My name is Ryan. I'm joined by two of my best friends and two of the biggest Padre fans I know, David and Adam. Over the next hour, we're going to talk Padres baseball like Padre fans. We'll recap how the Padres performed last week. We'll look towards next week and what they have on deck. We're definitely going to do some bullshitting and make fun of each other and probably play a little trivia and have some fun. So if you want to sit around and talk Padres baseball with us, we'd love for you to join us. Thanks for listening. Oh, doctor! You can hang a star on that, baby! Baby, 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 baby. You're listening to the Losing the Faith Podcast with Ryan, David, and Adam. Welcome back to Losing the Faith. I'm Ryan. I'm here with David and not Adam this time. We're joined by my dad, the one and only Randall Nunn, who strategically gave Adam tickets to the game tonight so we could get rid of Adam and he could replace him (laughs) on the podcast. Brilliant move. (laughs) We've been trying to get rid of Adam for a long time, so this uh, works out nicely. (laughs) So tonight... I think we're going to talk about what's on a lot of Padres fans' minds is got to be the trade deadline. Trade deadline, for sure. And Dave, you said trade deadline is kind of your cutoff for whether or not you are willing to believe the Padres are going to make the playoffs or stick a fork in them and they're done. So we're about a week away. Where are you at? I, I mean, there's still a 20 to 30% chance we make the playoffs by every nerd's numbers out there. So so there's still a little bit of hope, but I think the splash has to be a big splash. It can't be a mediocre buy or a prospect haul uh, for us. It has to be another big name, a huge void filled. Otherwise, I'm, I'm staying on brand and losing the faith. Okay, so you're, you're still... It sounds like you still have a little bit of faith that the Padres can make the playoffs this year. Interesting. I do. Rand- Randall, where are you at? The Padres making the playoffs or is it time to throw in the towel? Is it enough to make the playoffs? Um, hmm. I mean, do you keep the players just so you make the wild card game? Um, and I don't think they're a good enough team to go all the way. So I think. Uh, oh, wow. I think you get rid of the expiring contracts, get the best value you can. Um, I think, I mean, you can still possibly make the playoffs without Hater or Snell. I would keep Soto. Um, you always have another opportunity to get rid of him next year if you need to. Um, but yeah, get the most you can for Snell and Hater. So yeah. it kind of sounds like you're saying get value for the expiring assets, which isn't necessarily thrown in the towel because the Padres have enough talent remaining to potentially make a playoff run. But regardless, you don't think it's a world series team. No, it's not. What are the biggest holes? And that's a question for both you guys. Not being the Braves. Yeah. Not being the Braves are the biggest hole. I mean, what do you mean by that? I'd say fun. uh, Excuse me foundationally this this organization seems to have it together that you can have changes of massive players like you lose freddie freeman you pick up someone else and you still keep winning uh i don't know i'm just just picked one team out of the hat but padres uh have something broken it appears 
I think that's a great comp because the Braves are a really good organization that do a great job of raising homegrown talent. You know, we're talking Austin Riley, Ronald Acuna. Um, God, their center fielder who I can't remember his name and he's hurt right now, but homegrown talent and then supplementing guys that leave with external talent like Olsen. Mm-hmm. So I think yep. that's a really good model for how an organization probably should build their roster. Yeah. I mean, think about AJ, you know, he, uh, it's different than Anthropos in uh, Atlanta. He, he loses a first baseman and gets a first baseman. AJ yep. Preller, on the other hand, would lose a first baseman and get a shortstop <laughs> and 12 lefty prospects. Yeah. I need a relief pitcher. Let me get a shortstop. <laughs> so it's just the whole, the whole, whole organization I would emulate. That's a good at one. At this point. What's the Braves payroll? You know, That's I a good they're, question. They're up there. Let's find out. They, they can't be above like a hundred and hundred and sixty-five million, maybe. No, they got some. They got some big names on there. I mean, they, I guess Acuna's on a very team-friendly deal, right? He's on like a ten-year, hundred million-dollar contract or something crazy. Wow. Well, I your think answer Olsen, is eight, and you you called it, Ryan. Let's go with like. 204 but the 26 man roster the guys who you see that's 163 million wow so so eighth overall though i mean that's pretty good and to be pretty much a perennial playoff type team and have the eighth best payroll that's that's not bad yep yep they they do trades that work and fill voids that need to be filled but they fill it with the organization. They don't always fill it by signing a guy for 20 or $30 million. I mean, how do I get a job for the Padres? They're just handing out million-dollar contracts uh-huh. to guys like Jake Cronenworth. I mean, come on. It's, it's true. It's true. I mean, uh. Cronenworth right now is getting paid Hassan Kim's money. Mm-hmm. If there's yeah. any guy that deserves a raise. I think it's going to be Hassan Kim. He's playing great. Yeah, but he's, uh, if we can swing it back to the trade deadline, he's Sorry. kind of, uh, no, Kim has kind of fallen off for me too. Kim is, you know, he used to be the top guy I see us trading because we already have a shortstop. And now I don't. I, I see as Randy called it, you know, we got uh hater. Yeah. And, and, um, Who's our other Snell gone? See ya. Got Who else, Randy? Guys. You know, and as much as I love Snell, uh, he's a second half player. Uh, he won't give you a full season. Mm-hmm. And uh, if he loves San Diego so much, then let's trade him, get assets, so he can be a rental, and then let's bring him back. Um, I like that idea. Has the vision already switched to next year for you? It has. I mean, in, in fairness, I would say I was looking towards next year since last year. I'm yeah, always looking towards the next like three years. And that's part of why I'm so, I don't even know the right word to describe it. Concerned, I guess, about the future of the Padres because the contracts that have been handed out to guys like Cronenworth, Darvish, uh, Bogarts, all these guys that have huge contracts that speaking of the trade deadline, you can't really move them because no one's going to take that money. And especially with Darvish, we're not getting $20 million worth of production. 
So where, you know, where's he going to land if they could move him, which I don't, you know, they can't. That's tough. And you, and you saw it earlier today. I think Padres made a trade already, a, a little splash, nothing big, but they received cash in return. Yeah. Is that what I saw? <laughs> yeah. That's so, how you know you're broke when you're trading yikes. guys for dollar bills. Yeah, not good. It's not good. Man. But so, David, you, you still think that the playoffs are within reach. And so with that possibility, let's play out that scenario. Uh, what are they trading for? And who are they trading to get whoever they're trading for? Hmm. Uh, I don't think anything's going to happen with Cronenworth as much as I want a first baseman and he can DH more platoon more. I don't see it happening. So I'm, I'm looking at, uh, center field Grisham to me. If, if I'm going on offense, obviously the main priority is, is pitching. And of course we'll trade it away. That makes sense. So then what level of center fielder are you expecting to get back and what are you giving up to get the center fielder? Yeah, you're right. There's not that much to give up, but there are, uh, you know, you can have Darvish and take his entire salary and give us a slightly lesser caliber player. That's, I don't know, seems to be realistic. So are we talking like a, I don't know, a Brian Reynolds type who's, who's a pretty good He's a pretty good player. He's not a superstar, but let's say an upper echelon center fielder. Or are we talking about like a, oh, I don't even know, a, a one tier above Trent Grisham, where maybe it's a guy who hits 250 with 20 bombs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely can. I don't have a name that comes to mind. Uh, Brandon Marsh isn't going anywhere with, uh, with Philly. Uh, Sawinski with Pittsburgh has 21 jacks and he was a Padre. So we're not getting him back. Luis Robert would be the big splash. That would be absolutely out of this world. And I haven't heard a peep about it. So that'd be interesting rumor mill. I don't know. I'm, I'm just looking at center fielders right now. I don't really have an answer. I think, uh, nothing is going to happen trade wise offense at this point. How funny would it be to get uh, Bednar and Sawinski back from the Pirates after we traded them away? Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, it's a good good trade, though. Was it? You know, uh, well, I think it was. Yeah, Didn't Musgrove's. We get, yeah, we got Musgrove. Yeah, well, okay. I, was, I'm, wait, I'm, Bednar was part of the Adam Frazier trade. Oh, yeah, if that's the that's the trade then of course we lost that and that makes me scared of trading for pirates yeah i agree but no i actually had a i have a glass half full i want to hit you guys with a little bit of history because i'm i'm not i'm not out on this team they still have a chance in fact uh, i was looking at the worst records by relievers it in history because currently i think the pods are 11 and 20 or somewhere around there. Horrendous record by the relievers. They have been the deciding factor in so many games this season, is, is where I'm coming from. Well, the Braves, 2021 Braves, their bullpen finished at 31 and 33 uh, with a 397 ERA in the playoffs that year. While well, they won the World Series, uh, they went seven and two with a 3 1 ERA. So, so I saw improvement. 
And then I just started collecting these teams. <clears throat> There's 11 teams that have made the playoffs this century, although their bullpen had a losing record. And, and four of those teams won the World Series. How many of those teams had an offense that produced a sub-200 average with runners in scoring position? Hey, it's not anymore. It's in the 220s, Ryan. Take it easy. All right. How many of those teams had a runners in scoring position average to, of 220 or better or worse? Sorry. Yeah, probably none of them. Yeah. So not, it's, not it's, to... it's bullpen and clutch hitting. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, Ryan, the other stat is what is our record in extra inning games? Oh, and nine. Uh... Yeah. That's how clutch I mean, they... we are. That's bad. Yeah, I mean, you would think working. like statistically they would win one of those games. Oh yeah. I mean, Oh and nine is ridiculous. So, I mean, obviously the team's underperformed quite a bit this year. And my question to you guys is, is it, is it the players? Is it the organization? Is it the manager? Where does the, not all the blame, obviously, but where does the, majority of the blame lie lie or should lie don't give me both i think your manager is always the first one to be gutted but you don't think that's where it should be <clears throat> no i think it's smaller than that i think there's or excuse me bigger than that i think it's okay. uh it's not just him it's a issues outside of his control i would consider and he has underperformance all around him. I don't know. I could I could blame him. I'm just I'm saying I think we should look at other options too for who to blame. Well, let's hear one. Preller. I love I love that option. Dad, what about you? Before we get into Preller, because I do want to talk about that more. What do you think about? Well, I I, I do like David's take. I think Preller is the problem. Uh, but. I've noticed last year, I just seemed to think that Melvin was awesome, that he had the clubhouse, that he had control of everything. And for some reason, it almost seems like he's absent this year. Maybe it was some health issues, but he doesn't seem to be the same guy he was last year. Hmm. A little checked out. Yeah. Oh, I could see that. Yeah. But, but I still put it on the players. And Okay. Uh but I mean, I, the reality is, I, 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 like David said, I put it back on Preller because our, our bullpen is horrible. So uh, yeah, horrible. And so you know, you can have the best game in the world, you can have the best start by a starter, you can have a lead, and then it's gone. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah. I do think it's Preller. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm. It, it, it's not something that gets talked about much in the media or sports media that Preller, I think should be on the hot seat because he has gone through how many managers now? Three in his tenure? Four? I think three. I think you're did, right. Did he start with Bud Black and then go oh, Andy boy. Green, Tingler, and now Melvin? I mean, that's oh, four managers. That might be. You're right. And that's not a great sign. And yeah, the you amount keep of pointing the finger, eventually you're going to run out of people to point it at. Right. And the amount of talent that he has, I don't want to say given away because that makes it sound really bad, but the 
bad trades outweigh the positive ones. If you if you remove Fernando Tatis Jr. in that trade, which was a coup and probably one of the greatest trades in MLB history, if yeah. you take that out of the equation, his track record of trading four or players away is pretty horrendous. I mean, he's gutted the farm system and the organization of top of high level talent. By high level, I mean major league ready or on the cusp of being major league ready. And the return that he's gotten, I mean, let's think about it. Clevenger, oh yeah, one of the bye. one of the worst trains in recent memory. Manaya, mm. one barely half a season of decent production from him. Yeah. Slow pitch softball. Yeah. Austin Nola. Uh, I mean, we, we've seen core pieces go to other organizations that the Padres could use right now today badly. Ty France comes to mind. I know you love Ty France. I do you love Ty because it's just, a, oh, love him. He's a productive player. And I think, you know, maybe I think about baseball kind of in terms of Moneyball, where it's for the amount of money you're spending on Ty France, the production is fabulous. Mm -hmm. And for most of the other Padre players on the roster right now, you can't say the same thing. I mean, I think the only guy I would say I'm getting market value, meaning what he's getting paid to the production, are Tatis and Hassan Kim. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Do you have someone else in mind? Who are you going to say? I mean, Machado just hit his 20th. So he's fair he's back and healthy. Yeah, he's been playing well, but I don't know. $30 million. I expect him to play like that the whole season, not about, for a month. How about Soto? 416 on base percentage. Solid, but still $30 million. I expect a guy to hit better than 260. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I think just do it for more than a month because it's been July that those guys have been on fire. I mean, it's a little late, guys. Mm -hmm. And I'm haunted by the early season rhetoric of, oh, it's early. Oh, we're too talented. You know, we'll figure it out. It's going to come together. Never did. Wow. You've had some recent history of teams who turned it around. I'm, I don't. I have no idea why I'm being optimistic. By the way, I don't either, man. Like, what, what's this just, toxic I don't, positivity? I don't, don't want to put in the towel yet. Like, I want. He's got to make that huge splash. If he makes the big one, I'm like, all right, you, this you got one more chance, bro. Prove me right, AJ. So, what so is, David, do you want him to be buyers? I, oh, of course. Yeah, oh. yeah. I think I think if you sell, uh. You're calling it, and I don't think there's enough time. I don't think you can sit around until next season. Things are going to look different. Just my take. You don't think they can do both, and by both I mean sell expiring assets, retool the farm, the upper levels of the farm system a little bit, and also get some pieces that can contribute this year and still potentially make a playoff run. Look, I want to have my cake and eat it too, is what I, I'm saying. I get it. I get it. But I think the playoff odds are so slim, it's got to be big. But look, you, you keep saying big, though. You need to give me something that I can rationalize that with. Like, what's big? Um, we get Schwarber and Nola from the Phillies for <laughs> you name it. Oh, I'm, I'm serious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
They all take I mean, it. The, the Phillies aren't going to be sellers, are they? I don't know. Juan Soto apparently took the Phillies private jet home after the All-Star game. Really? Oh. And this is E! News. <laughs> are you yeah are you just making shit up or is no, that real no no i mean it's twitter so who knows but oh okay or x <laughs> yeah it's called x now david <laughs> oh sorry sorry yeah the x platform <laughs> but but apparently meta owns the brand x so i don't know what's oh, going to happen gosh oh good times i'm sick of letters but you, you know, know what I, I... <clears throat> no you can go go for it you know you know what's amazing is despite all of this, despite the poor play, despite everything, Padres sell out. And I think it's just, it's become more of an event than it is the conclusion. It really doesn't matter if they win the World Series. It's become a place to go, place to get on the beer cam, get on the dance cam. Yeah. And... The fans apparently don't care about the product. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not a fun, it's not, a, it's not fun to be a fan of the Padres. If you're a baseball fan, if you're a fan of a good time and going out to Petco and having fun, then like, yeah, it's, it's a fun event, like a concert. On, but, honestly, it is. I, I You got the eighth largest city in the U S you're looking for something to do. It's yeah, it makes, it makes sense. And now the team's, has the big names, like I was saying. For now. For now. I would I'm... love to see Preller swing a trade with the Texas Rangers and get rid of Blake Snell. Not get rid of, because Snell is very, very good. Uh, but he's not going to be able to be re-signed. He's a Scott Boris client. We can just kiss him goodbye after this year. But trade him and Hater to the Rangers. Don't who say have, I'm just saying. They have, I think, five prospects in the top 50 of baseball. Mm, and Ryan in, and prospects. I love prospects, including the number six prospect in baseball, Evan Carter, who is in double A right now, tearing it up and on the verge of breaking through to the big leagues. And he plays center field. Give him another year to mature down in the minors. And then he takes over in center field for Grisham, a young, controllable player. That's what the Padres need. Okay. I'm I'm just all in, but but I get it. It's rational where you're looking. You just, you just want to spend more money and get more players. I don't know. Yeah, if if Pete's pockets are open, keep doing it. Ah oh, God. Uh, beer's already 20 bucks, whatever. Okay, but <laughs> but Ryan, were you saying were you saying you seriously would trade for Joey Gallo? I was not saying that. That was okay. somebody else who was okay. saying Joey Gallo. And anyway, okay. I think it was also positioned not as a we should or the Padres should, mm. but as a it's a classic Preller move to trade for a guy like Joey Gallo. The, exactly. Except he's not a shortstop, so it's, it seems unlikely at this point. <laughs> I mean, that name comes to mind. I had Christian Walker if we were in the first base realm for Arizona. And I mean, how about Aroldis Chapman? How about we go snag him from the Royals? Let's do it. Why? Let's do it. We got the setup guy doing? and the closer. Let's go, bro. Win now. Suarez is back. He needs to take over his closer. That's... Hater, 
bye-bye, you know, go uh, close out games for a team that actually needs a closer. But, you know, Ryan, I will say that unless we get solid value, uh, it's not worth dumping those guys. <clears throat> I but mean, why? yeah, he's got a, he's Ryan, he's got a 0.97 ERA. Yeah. <clears throat> Sell that guy. I mean, look, the Padres are going nowhere. They're not getting the games into the ninth inning with a lead anyway. And so why do they need a top tier closer? And also let's also consider the fact that the offense is where they've spent the majority of their money. If they would perform up to their contracts and up to their potential, you don't need a closer anyway. You're just blowing yeah, see, guys out. You're lucky. I was slow to speak there. Was that the offense has been so paltry, dude. It's Pathetic. like horrendous. So we need a closer. Historically, the Padres have needed a closer. Let's go Heath Bell because we don't score many runs. Games are tighter than most. That's true. And now they're just getting whooped, though. It's like it's not tight. They're just losing. Or yeah, that, they're scoring 15 runs and then losing three games. That was fun. Yeah, fun discovery for us was Padres are three and six in games after they score 10 runs in a game. The game right after it bunch of losers blew their load it's crazy and their their run differential looks like a team that should be playoff bound but the only reason for that is because they have those blow up games where they'll put 15 down on somebody and then they disappear for a week yep hmm. i don't know it's a, it's a frustrating team to watch and i you know i think the thing that bugs me the most about this season is is really the attitude going into it it was this oh yeah you know we're a world series contender like just wait until we get this offense on the field it's going to be spectacular to watch mm-hmm. and then when they were losing early it was like oh well it's just early you know wait till we start putting it together you're going to be sorry you doubted us you know what like wow you guys should give some of your money back because you played pitifully. Mm-hmm. I think Manny, I think Bogarts, I think, well, Soto played okay. Tatis played okay. But you, all those guys should be giving money back to Preller and going, go sign someone to play center field because Trent Grisham sucks. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> we should talk just restructuring payrolls throughout all sports, but that's just a rabbit hole. Yeah, it is. That oh. is a rabbit hole. I just saw that uh, Justin Herbert got signed for what, $52 million a year. Whoa. Oh, my gosh. Wow. And how many Super Bowls has he won? Zero. Yikes. Yep. Yep. And I, I'd say baseball is kind of the same, that y- you don't have to be a World Series winner to get this no. huge chunk of change. David, I think, it, I think you have dollars. to be an entertainer. That's what it's become. Yeah, well, I want Shohei Otani still, and I still said MVP and Cy Young. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's not winning Cy Young. I just don't know how the Padres make any moves in the future with all the money they have tied up in those, like, six or seven players. Yep. You know? Aren't you glad you're not a Mets fan? Oh, yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> I feel like the Mets have a bunch of guys on one-year deals, so at least some money will get freed up right afterwards. But 
I mean, the Padres locking up Bogarts for 10 years and Cronenworth for eight years, and then you Darvish for another five years in his age 37 season. It's like, what, yep. what, what is Preller doing? Uh, you know what? You guys should go watch season one of Losing the Faith where I, where I said that. And, yeah, and, fair and enough. Everyone was all on the hype train. <laughs> and now it does look like elder abuse because it feels like AJ <laughs> has just been plugging Peter for money and making him sign checks. Yeah. It's it's sad. But it like sad. David said, if Peter has the money and wants to spend it, okay. Uh-huh. I guess. Yep. I don't know. Yeah. I, Preller is the Bernie Madoff to Peter Seidler's everyone else he's just blowing cash left and right <laughs> ryan what do you see the padres actually doing other than the rangers let's say that doesn't pan out what's another trade scenario you know i, I really do feel like the padres can be competitive without blake snell and josh Hader. that's that's kind of where i'm at and so i think it would be wise for preller to extract some value out of those two guys who are going to be gone if they were so confident that, hey, we are a juggernaut and we are going to get to the World Series and we're going to win the World Series, different conversation, different story. Okay. It's a, okay. it's debatable whether or not they even get to the postseason. Yeah. So the fact that that's even a question mark, I firmly believe that you can't justify holding on to guys like Snell and Hater who have tremendous value. And you know you're not going to resign them at the end of the season and let those contracts expire and those guys walk Oof. without getting anything. Okay. So those guys need to get traded. And I would, like I said, I'd love to see a combination of maybe a big league piece that you can plug right into the lineup, like a DH type or a platoon guy yep. that can just come in and get some ABs and provide some production. And then a couple prospects in the upper levels of the minors that are close to making a breakthrough. Hmm. Okay. That's what I, I would like see to see. And and now I have some considerations for teams who could who be there. Got? Randall, I want you for this. Need your help. Uh, okay. Let's go, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, who have the Padres, you being a longtime fan, who have they traded with? the most give me like uh, see if you can name one of the top three teams we've traded with all time in the preller era or just in no, general all time padres i'm saying these these could be some likely candidates just based off of history well i'm still gonna say the rangers Brewers? rangers aren't even there not top five nope not royals indians Mm, yes, they are. That's your number one. Our Guardians, Indians, all oh, time. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a dinosaur. No. I said yeah, No, no. <laughs> uh, great. We're going to get canceled for this we, episode. <laughs> we pause. Uh, uh, the Brewers? Brewers are not there. Okay. No. But your Guardians, Indians, 37, 37 all time. Mariners are there. Really? With 30 all um, time. But the Mariners, they're not that competitive this year either, right? They're not going to be buyers, are they? Yeah, I think they're competitive. They're doing just fine. Yeah, they're uh, 51 and 50, so kind of in line with the Angels. (laughs) I mean, they're still hanging on. Okay. Can't say anything when the Padres are five games under 500. Well, fair enough. Uh, Okay, here's give me one more. 
because you got Guardians slash Indians, because they they were during those trade times. We got the Mariners. Marlins? Three. Nope. Oh, that's that's an yeah, that'd be a good one. No, that's not the Marlins. Um gosh, I'm having a hard time with this one. Okay. Correct not, answer. Not the Reds. Is is not the Reds either. It's the okay. soon soon to not be Oakland athletics. No Third, way. 37 trades. So so it's been a history of Guardians and A's. Uh, it's been Yankees 32 times with the Yankees. If you wow. think about it, you'll remember some. And then the Mariners tied with the Cardinals, 30 trades with the Padres all time. Well, no wonder the Padres suck. They're taking players from the A's and the Guardians. Those are two of the worst teams in the MLB. There you go. Maybe you should be the GM. We both know that's true. It's <laughs> <laughs> the smartest thing you've said all night. Oh, God, I regret it already. <laughs> this okay. team would be in a lot better position if old Ryan were behind the wheel. Oh, gosh. Randall, I got another trivia for you, All quizzing right. you. Uh, at the start of play today, how many major league players have 100 or more strikeouts on the season? Your over-under is set at 32. Hundred or more strikeouts right. on the Padres. <laughs> uh, oh no, entire major leagues right now. But there are some Padres on it. Well, I'm sure Trent Grisham's on it. He would be on it. I'm sure Cronenworth is on it. No answers. Time is up. What's your guess? Over under. All you gotta say the set of thirty two. Over. over is correct. We're at thirty eight. Right wow. now, 38 dudes, 100 strikeouts. And Grisham's on that? Uh, Grisham is on that at 103. And that would actually be your only Padre. Oh, wow. With that's 100. I mean, 100's horrific, but sure. That's because they finally sent Austin Nola down to AAA. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that did help, didn't that? Yeah, yeah buckets for that. I think it's important not to have a catcher named Austin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. Speaking of that, though, Camposano has played well since he came back from injury. I think so. Yeah. Finally, a homegrown Padre hitting the ball a little bit and playing some uh, quality baseball. But um, when is he going to be hurt again? Give it a week. Yeah. A good question. Man, yeah. yeah, we've had we've had him since 2017. I don't I don't think I knew it was that long. High school kid. Mm-hmm. I, I would love. School? I would love to know what our DHs or batting average is this year. It's got to be atrocious. Oh, the oh. team collectively. I got you. Give me a the few. Yeah. Okay, over under two hundred. What's the bet? <laughs> no, I'm dead serious. Because <laughs> Matt know. Carpenter is under under a hundred or under two hundred. I think it's so, over. Okay. Oh my gosh, you guys are saying you I want DH, everyone who's played DH though. The aggregate total of the DH position this year for the Padres. I think it's going to be under 225. Yeah, so I will agree with that. Wow, that's bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's 213. You're both right. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yep. Wow. That is 20, 25th in the league. So Seattle sitting on 
the very bottom hitting a buck 82. Ooh. I mean, so that, I feel like- that should be a 260, 270 batter. That's all they do. Mm-hmm. It's just that. Yep, 20, 25 or more home runs for sure. You got to yeah. hit if you're a DH. Yeah. The only position on the Padres that's possibly worse than that is first base. Or center field. Or center field. Yikes, guys. Talking about all the voids. <laughs> uh. But they're not just like, oh, man, there's some holes in this roster. You said it. They're gaping voids. Yep. Uh, first base is, is as bad as it can possibly get. We're hitting 185. Wow. Uh, next closest team would be the Mets at 207. Really? Yeah. That surprises me with Alonzo. Is he's been hurt or just playing really poorly? I think he has he has been playing poorly this season in terms of huh. average, but he must have played some games elsewhere. Yeah, I'd imagine so. Yeah, that's what happens when you put a shortstop at first base. Like, come wow. on, man. No, yeah, he's he's hitting two twelve, so he's a big factor in it. Well, that's pretty bad. Okay. Well, we just defined the entire 2023 season just by looking at first base. The Mets and the Padres, woof. Yeah, just Padres are top heavy. They have superstars up at the top who haven't been playing like superstars. And then you've got one major league average, maybe a little above average in Hassan Kim. Not a superstar, but an above average everyday player. And then you have guys that have no business in a starting lineup. In first base, center field, DH, and catcher. That's a big, big void. That's a black hole of offense right there. Mm-hmm. So that's Preller, man. That is roster construction, and that is on the GM. He's done a bad job. Yeah, he's not going to be the first one to go, I just fear. but Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's a great salesman. He has convinced Seidler that he's the guy, but the results in the field you know, kind of say it all. It hasn't been good. And now I think the Padres are in a really tough financial position with the amount of money they have out to some of these players. Mm-hmm. How do you trade those guys? Like, Soto... They can't sign him. I mean, Bogarts essentially has half of Soto's contract. Guys, I think that's why th- that really is what you just said, Ryan. All this money that that is backloaded too, and this yeah. is the this is peak talent time. It is win now. So so I'm happy to see. Looks like uh, Clutch Points is reporting Padres are unlikely to deal Hater and Snell. Mm. Which, if we're trying to win now, I'm okay with. But I mean, if this is the beginning of the year, sure. But we're at the trade deadline and the Padres essentially have to win 40 of the next 60 games. They haven't won more than three in a row all year. If you're going to win the World Series somehow, which is the goal, right? You got to have a closer and an ace. I don't think their chances of, of getting to the playoffs go down that much. If they deal Snell and Hater and just really? try to make a run, at, yeah, I just think it can't get much lower than where it is now. And at some point, the offense has to start producing for them to have a chance. 
And at that point, like if you're producing at the level you should be, the pitching doesn't matter as much. So you're saying offense wins? I'm saying it's going to need to win (laughs) if they're going to have a chance. Okay. I don't think it's, I don't think it's going to, but if if the Padres are going to have an opportunity or a chance to get to the postseason, it's going to be with the offense and not the starting pitching. Okay. They need to trade Hader and Snell. Yeah. Okay. I'll take it. What about you, Randall? Is that, is it a, is it a trade both of them time? Or are you holding on to any? I know you said you, no, I trade both because as I said before, I mean, it's almost like we're battling to make the wild card. Um, and, and I recognize that the wild card has won the World Series before, but I just don't see a lot of promise, a lot of fight in this team. And it's a good point. I, yep, I would hate to see us make the wild card, get bumped, and get no value. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate to be a quitter. Um, I mean, I think I gave up a long time ago because I, I just don't <laughs> see the fight in this team. Yeah, I don't I think you nailed it. It would be one thing if they were losing games, but they were fighting. But I just see them, like you said, they'll, they'll score 15 runs and then they'll lose two straight games. Uh, they're, what, 0-9 in extra innings? Yeah. Um, that just tells me this isn't the team. Now, yeah. when I go down the lineup and I see – Matt Carpenter, Grisham, Cronenworth, uh, nothing inspires me. Um, everything has to fire on all cylinders. I mean, Tatis is the player, but I also don't see Tatis being the uh, happy-go-lucky, fun-loving yeah. guy out there right now. Yeah. yeah. I'm, sh- I'm sure he's getting an earful everywhere he goes, too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Hey, Padres right now are hitting 224 with runners in scoring position. That is not the worst in Major League Baseball. Wow. That is not inspiring confidence. (laughs) (laughs) What is the worst, David? Uh, The Oakland A's, 222. Okay. The the Oakland A's are a glorified AAA team. So it's not exactly, you know, (laughs) stiff competition there. And look, at the end of the day, if you're going to lose talent like Snell and Hader to free agency, if you don't win a World Series or get to a World Series, if you're just keeping them around to let them walk at the end of the year to make the playoffs, that's a waste. Yeah. Yep. So having said all of that, David, what do you think they're going to do? I really think the Brian Reynolds trade could be plausible. <laughs> I would if it was if it was a big move. Ryan, you brought it up. I could see something like that happening. He's not like I don't think he's super contract heavy. No, he's he on a fairly reasonable contract. Yeah, he overperformed the start of the year and got his stock up early. Um, I, I don't think you get a ton out of him, but you'll get twenty homers or so. I just he's oh, an upgrade oh, from Grisham. Or do you want the guy who's setting records with his batting average or lack thereof? I, I want prospects. <laughs> you know oh, what I want. I, 
I need I need controllable talent for the future so this team is competitive for the next decade, not just the next two years, which is how it feels like it's built. It's a two-year window of trying to win a World Series, but that's your point, David. I don't think the roster as constructed is close to being a World Series contender. And now they've backed themselves into a corner financially to where how can you actually build and get major league? I'm talking average major leaguers. That's it. Cronenworth, Grisham, Nola, Carpenter, Cruz. They were not average major leaguers. They were well mm-hmm. below average. Yep. So how do you stock up and get affordable average MLB guys? Get some prospects in the upper level of your system and develop talent. Because you're not. You can't tell me that we couldn't pull like a minor league first baseman who's 23, 24 and performing decently in AAA, and he wouldn't perform as well as Cronenworth. Ryan, can you name all the San Diego Padres minor league affiliates? Yes. <laughs> okay. The, uh, Go, like, give me your best Lake, shot. Single A, Lake Elsinore Storm. Yep. High A ball is the Fort Wayne Tin Caps. Double A is the San Antonio Missions. Triple A is the Chihuahuas. Got it. Where are they? El Paso. Uh, that's right. They're in El Paso. And right now, though, but the, the problem with the Padres system is their minor leagues aren't bad. They actually have a fairly decent crop of young, talented players, but they're all in the lower levels of the minors. So you've got like the number one prospect, Jackson Merrill, just cracked double A. He's okay. still a couple of years away from getting to the big leagues if he ever does make it here. Ethan Salas, the number two prospect, he's in single A and he's 16 years old. So he's not getting here for five years. And then you've got a so I think in the top seven prospects, one through seven, one guy is in triple A. And it's Eggy Rosario. Everybody else is either in single A. Or in double A. Okay. That's, I mean, that's just, it's cool that they have those talented guys there. And look, Robbie Snelling and Dylan Lesko look like really good potential starting pitchers in the future, but they're 18 and 19 years old. That they're just not going to be here for a while. They need guys that can come in now and start contributing to the major league club, even if it's just in a support role, but they just don't have the talent in the upper levels. So you trade Snell, you trade Hader, you get talent in those upper levels, and you improve the the club and the system. And then you get to be the 2024 NL wildcard Padres. Hey, man, at least they're going to get to the playoffs in 24. This year... Trying to win now, bro. Well, But to David's point, baseball is a weird game because look at the Tampa Bay. They were running mm-hmm. away with it. They were going to be going all the way. Oh, and now yeah. they look horrible. Records. Yep. They're, it's they're, true. Uh, they're not even in first place anymore in the league or in their yeah. division. Oh, no. They're not in first place anymore. At least they're not in fourth place. Yeah, true. You have the Dodgers, so I don't. Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, the Diamondbacks are coming back to Earth, too. I get it. Kit, let, but... me, let me give you this scenario, too, Ryan. Here's all, right. all, here's all we have to beat to make the playoffs and we make the playoffs. People know the Padres, maybe our bats play at like world baseball classic status, but the reds 
are the first place wild card team right now. The Diamondbacks, the Giants, the Phillies, the Marlins, the Cubs. Okay, let me ask you this. What is our record against those teams this year? Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. Give, give me a few minutes. Go. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be a losing record. And so it doesn't sound like, oh, man, those are some really premier clubs. But we lost series to the Royals and to the Nationals this year. And the Pirates. And the Pirates. They're some of the worst teams in baseball. So I get that, you know, the playoff contenders don't sound like powerhouses. But the Padres aren't exactly beating the basement dwellers either. Okay. I say, prove me wrong. I think I, I think I can. We're Good. four and two against the Diamondbacks. Okay. Uh, we're two and one against Miami. Okay. So what is that? Six and three. That's pretty bad, huh? No, six and three is good. What, what about the rest? You know, I, it's just, it's better in a bigger picture. There's Cubs, uh, Reds too. We're three and three against the Reds, but, but bigger picture is. We're under 500 against teams who are, have a winning record. And we're yeah. also under 500 against teams who have a losing record. So we're, we're just, we're just crud. <laughs> it, doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter what the competition is. They're not going to win. So, I mean, with that said, what's the point in holding on to these guys and crossing our fingers and praying to the baseball gods that we make the playoffs and then get to the world series and win it. It just seems, I mean, look, as the title of the podcast says, losing the faith. I think the faith is lost at this point. Yeah, I'm, I'm, by the end of this podcast, I have I have lost more faith. You're right. Yeah. I will not say you are winning me over. I'm still hoping for a World Series this year. But if Hayter and Snell are the only two expiring contracts that we care about, maybe Waka, I'd care about that. But yeah, uh, th- then they'll be gone at the end of next year anyways, and we'll still have everyone else. Well, Lugo's also on a one-year deal, and I think okay. Waka is on a – he has a player option. So, Ryan, you just lost three of your starting pitchers at the end of the year. Yeah. What are you, what are you doing for next year? Well, because I made so many great trades at the deadline this year, uh-huh. I can just restock my starting pitching with some of the talent that I was able to acquire by trading Blake Snell and Josh Hader. Oh, so you're going to win a World Series with unproven AA and AAA talent with their – MLB debuts in 2024. That's what good teams do, David. Okay. I rest my case. (laughs) No, I think that's what you got to do. I mean, look, the Juan Soto trade is looking worse and worse because you got a guy like Mackenzie Gore out there who's performing. It'd be really nice to have him on the club that needs young, controllable starting pitching. Um, You know, and I, I hate to say it, Cal Quantrill in Cleveland having a decent year. Lauer was having a decent year. They've given away a lot of talented starting pitching. And so they're just thin. Yep. Yep, they are. But uh, we were bragging about Campusano. Yeah. He he's he's actually uh, he actually knows how to hit clutch too. That I think that might be why we recognize uh, his successes more. He's hitting four for eleven with runners in scoring position. As I told Adam last week, and when he listens to it, he can hear it again. Camposano's the answer at catcher. Okay. 
I mean, the competition's not great there, so it's not saying much, but it is hey, Ryan, better than. Do you see whose contract expires at the end of this year? Uh, I know Seth Lugo. Oh, you Bader. mean Campisano's too? Does? Oh, really? Oh, okay. So win now. You can renew his contract. He doesn't have major league service time. He's not going to get a mega offer from some team. and He can't. He's under team control because he has less than a year of service oh, time. Bro. So they can renew it at 80% of his previous year's salary. Bro, are you, sur- are you sure he debuted in 2020? Yeah, but he didn't play in the big leagues. Got to be service time based. Okay. It's got to be service time. So All right. I'm not arguing with the prospect master over here. You just know say it, man. I know my minor leagues. I, you know, All right. I'm more of a prospect master than Ryan because I've grown up 50 plus years as a Padre fan. And all I cared about was we're getting the number one pick the next year. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which up until recently I, has been a curse. I, I have uh-huh. never been a favorite. Uh, never. And so I always look forward to the draft, hoping we develop some uh, homegrown talent. But yeah. uh, I, I mean, I, 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 I don't know what Peter's bankroll is, uh, but if he wants to spend money for entertainment and we happen to win a World Series along the way, that's great. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. Mm. All right. So, so we're closing on the hour mark. Let's... Um... Let's wrap things up on we'll, – we'll do a positive note, David, because you're feeling so optimistic today. Yes. What is one thing that might restore a little bit of faith going into the trade deadline? Uh, could be player performance. could be team performance. It could be a move made by Preller, whatever it is. David, lead it off. Hmm. Uh, the end of this season, Matt Carpenter is also a free agent. okay (laughs) dad what about you you know there's still some games left i i would love them to get on a hot streak um and uh if that happens and we kept hater and snell that would be awesome I, i i mean i would love uh to be interested in baseball in the fall i just haven't seen a lot to give me that faith uh, so I've lost the faith, uh, but it wouldn't take much to bring it back. Okay. So like a, like a nice eight game winning streak might be enough to restore the whole thing. Okay. Not even eight games. Give oh, me a okay. four game winning streak. <laughs> oh you know, God. Just, just That's a Padres fan. Throw me a bone. All right. Yeah. Okay. It's got. Yeah, I want to hear what has you uh, restoring some faith, Ryan. Well, nothing yet, but what would restore a little faith? Or actually, you know what? Yes. What has me keeping a little bit of faith is the fact that the Padres have two of the best trade chips in baseball right now. Okay. Josh Hader is the closer that has the best ERA amongst closing pitchers. Snell, at least, I don't know how he he, played I think he's leading the majors in ERA. He He might be. Leading the NL in ERA. I mean, that's a frontline number one starter and a top tier closer that you have to dangle out there during the deadline. That's a pretty good piece of uh, of trade capital. And if you get a team desperate enough that thinks they have a chance to win now, might be able to get a pretty good return for those players. So that is something I'm keeping an eye on that has a little bit of faith uh, potential. 
So, I guess on that note, we'll wrap it up. Uh, thanks for listening. If you want to email us, you can email us at losingthefaith at gmail.com. That's losing without the G. And uh, we'll see you next week. Blake Snow got the win. Oh, all right. So, I mean, what, did this, what was the score? Was it 2-1? Five. Okay, so they scored. They had the bases loaded multiple times and couldn't score a run in less than two hours. Machado, Soto, and Sanchez all had home runs. Oh, right on. But we were two for nine with runners in scoring position. So. Terrible. Standard. Completely standard. Well, Rome. thank you guys. I'm humbled yeah. for being a guest on tonight's show. Randall, you, <laughs> got, you gotta come up. back. You guys are awesome. That yeah, was a good time. Adam's been replaced. I don't know if he knows it yet. But <laughs> he's gone. Adam's Bye. out. Yeah. <laughs> Adam's out like Matt Carpenter and uh, Nelson Cruz. I, 